funniest thing either one of us has ever said ever 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 oh. and i'm gonna break it to you i wasn't recording again simon so uh, i don't no, know this time i don't even care i'm writing it down i have a you can't see it because i have a background but i have a clipboard right here that i'm writing yeah. it down on so we'll remember it i'll we'll sure remember we'll it remember it uh mk paulson what the hell is it hey this is roommates for life america's premiere podcast for adult poor sad content brand snapchat it's a lifestyle it's, Snap, a it's a it's a Snapchat lifestyle. That's what we're calling it. Is that? Uh, I do. You know, it's good to see you. I do love your background of Thank us. Thank you. I'm dipping my toe the into the world of backgrounds. You may know I accidentally spilled water on my laptop. So uh, our producer Charlene is so nice to let me borrow one, and now I can do fun backgrounds. Now so. you can do the backgrounds. I mean, me, I'm not doing a background. You're you know, not I'm coming you're, to you. No, coming yeah. to you live from the Hollywood Improv. It's where comedy begins. <laughs> <laughs> and for some of us, it's where comedy uh, made us end. It, we yeah. lost, we lost our careers. Then, I mean, so. I've I've ended I've ended comedy there about five <laughs> to six times <laughs> last year. Yeah. Last year. For those for those listening and that can't see us on the Zoom right now, uh, Simon, of course, every every episode he's coming to us from a different comedy club, comedy venue. He's yeah. doing the rounds. Yeah. Uh, this week, it is the fine folks at the Hollywood Improv. They are still uh, selling chicken fingers to go out the back. So uh, support them out, you know, for the love of God. Uh, comedy's dead. So, you know, <laughs> what are you going to do? <laughs> what are you going to do? Well, uh, I'm so excited because uh, yeah. today on the podcast, we have one of my favorite comedians of all time. I don't want to gush too hard, but truly, truly one of my favorites uh, in the entire world. And he has a brand new spanking album coming out called Hence the Humor. I believe if it's not available already, it's coming out soon. Make some noise for the incredible Andy Kindler. Thank you. Thank you very much. It's available. Are we on a real day? Are you guys, is this real time? Is it, mean, we're this, recording are on we s- IRL right now? <laughs> we're very close to IRL. It will come out IRT tomorrow <laughs> okay so uh, it was available starting yesterday hence the humor has been oh wow climbing so actually, up the uh, digital download charts nice That's so awesome. we're recording on mother's day so it's available so you can get this as a present right now for yeah. your mom yeah i and i and i and if you like oh i just realized i just forgot my mom passed away anyway <laughs> let's <laughs> You, I, I for every two weeks I have to add up my family members. Okay, uh, that threw me off a little bit. I just realized this Mother's Day. Look, folks, it's not about my family members who passed away. That's not about what this podcast is. What was I saying about my mother? Oh, I was saying that. Uh, just this has brought up a lot of bad memories, kids. A lot of bad so memories. Sorry. No, no, no. My mom was. Uh, uh, my mom uh, really didn't enjoy mothers. No, she didn't. Just let's, you know what? Take this part, leave it in, but just to make it, me look embarrassed for the rest of my life. <laughs> That's true. Well, we well I will it. say MK, MK does not know how to edit, so it will be left in. And I, I, like when, I like when awkward moments are left in, and if I had to edit something, everything would be in. I, I refuse to take a class. Won't do it. So, uh, oh, you're not well, on, uh, uh, I was going to say, uh, pet tools. <laughs> not on pen tools. I no, can't stop my phone from ringing. I can't understand. 
I'm an old man with technology. Who, why are they, first of all, why are they calling now? <laughs> Do they have to call now? And now I've turned off, uh, there's no sound. They can't get to me now. That's, That's the way funny. I deal with my whole life. I feel like I should I should turn mine off now. Wait, so I listened to you. I was I listened to your album, your new album. First of you all, did not. To, you I did, did not. I did, and I, I loved even, it. I don't, so I don't even much. listen to my stuff. <laughs> I loved it. I went on a long walk yesterday, and I really enjoyed it. But wait, so you the mic cord came out at the beginning, and you kept talking yeah. about it. Is that true? <laughs> yes, the mic cord came out at the beginning of the show, and then uh, and then. I got very fake, you know, I like fake upset about it. I yeah. said, it's unbelievable. What if that, what if that had been a, a good joke that I started out with? I mean, normally I don't start out with a good joke, but what if in this particular <laughs> example, I had had a good joke and then immediately started to uh, put down the record company, which was uh, AST Records. <laughs> get, me, get me someone smaller on the phone. <laughs> I want the tiniest. <laughs> yeah, I want the I want the intern on the phone. I'm bad. I want some kind of attention that this is. I mean, come on. <laughs> I, I would hot glue. Oh, you know what I'm saying? For a big shoot like that, you hot glue it. That's together. so amazing. But so this is your first album. This is your first album ever. Right. Well, I had a DVD that came out a, a few okay. years ago, and the DVD now there's a lot of argument online amongst the four people who care. <laughs> about whether an album is a DVD, but I was kind of, ins- <laughs> I was kind of inspired by uh, Mitch Hedberg. Okay. Uh, I love, because I was listening to those two, Mitch all together and his first album. I was like, wow, it really is a different feeling when you have uh, uh, just audio. Right. Yeah. right. And, and, it took, and when, we, when I did my DVD, we self-produced it and all this kind of stuff. It took us so long to edit it because uh, people were walking in front of the camera. So it was like, you know, directing a train station. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you have to have the audio line up with that, right? Well, and then we were using, um, and this will be interesting to the kids who weren't born when I did this in 2003, but uh, <laughs> we used, we, we used the technology uh, that did not sweep the nation, ADAT. Oh. What's that? Uh-huh. Here's what I know. In 2006, that would have been a current reference. And kids your age would have gone, oh, yeah, you're using the ADATs. Sure. Now that technology is so old, you're going, what was that? <laughs> well, after the Edison spool, after the Edison spool yes. came out, yes. and they had those wax records, yeah, yeah. They came. No, ADATS was uh, something that was a, 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 a <laughs> innovation, inno- a digital innovation that wasn't very good. It was like a, a way of digitally recording your voice, but it wasn't a very solid format. Huh? That's interesting. And so, we'll be back with technical corner. Yeah. <laughs> this is a tech <laughs> podcast. We're both, you know, real. I used the Neumann mic, and I wonder if you could hear from the comedy that I used a Neumann. Even if I'm pronouncing it. Oh, I thought it was annoying. I, I knew. Yeah, it. yeah, yeah. You knew it was on me. That's yeah. not a bi-directional. That's not bi-directional humor. Yeah. <laughs> that's well, that's. So I mean, so I guess uh, with the with the audio, you know, um, album. Uh, I mean, it's it's amazing. I also listened to it as well. We got a sneak peek from our producer. So no, we're supposed to. I mean, that's the way you in the old in the old days when you promote something, you mm-hmm. go on the show, you have a clip of it. 
Yeah. And then the guy would go to town. Now, these days, with the kids and the uh, LSD and the Molly <laughs> and the uh, uh, and uh, they, their friend manages them, they never get to the never get the proper uh, materials over. But you guys got the material, and then you went the extra step, which nobody does, which is to listen to the material. Hey, well, I'm going to say it. I probably wouldn't for a lot of people, Andy, but you're one of my favorites across the board. And everybody listening to this podcast right now are legions of fans. Yeah, I'm doing this. I don't know if it's effective, but I've been doing this the last couple of (laughs) podcasts I'm on. You're getting to something very important, my young friend. (laughs) That's that's my favorite part about Zoom meetings is that you can just go like, hey. Yeah, hey, look, look, I have a giant hand. I have a giant hand. You want me to use it? Let me come over there. You guys want a piece of this uh, forced perspective? (laughs) Hey, careful. He's got a huge fist. Who wants a knuckle sandwich? You guys are starting to bother me a little bit. (laughs) You want I should come over there with my giant fists? (laughs) No. This is my uh, 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 kids in the hall, right? That my. (laughs) <laughs> I'm crushing my own face. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so my other favorite thing about the album was when you did it, you went hard on Jay Leno there for about five yeah, minutes. Yeah, and that's, that's kind of a, embarrassing because my family had an intervention a few years ago and they said, Andy, seriously, nobody cares about him. I mean, they, some people can't. Why? Can't you get to, you know, work on Carson Daly or something? <laughs> Why is he get a free? Well, then I switched to Fallon, and then yeah. people got you did do a Fallon. You did you had a you had a bit about Fallon in there too. So, but there's nobody who has more uh, Leno material. I don't even think I don't know if I, did I go back to the uh, impression. I haven't listened to the last couple of weeks, but medical news in the field of sports. Here's here's something. Here's something. Here's something. Britney Spears is in the news again today. Apparently, Britney Spears in the moon and. Uh, Who's the name of that guy who uh, got called? You, Greg. Remember when he got me some ratings? Pretty good, yeah. That's why I overcame Dave there. <laughs> did you ever? Did you ever do the Tonight Show with Jay Leno? No, 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 no. He, he uh, no. In fact, uh, this is an embarrassing story, which I've told many times, but it's always embarrassing when you hear it again. Uh, so it's more, it's fun every time. Uh, my wife used to live uh, on in the Toluca Lake. And uh, she uh, and she's a photographer, and she was doing a, a shoot. And then one of the people who was like the mother of the person we were shooting said, "Hey, Jay Leno's down the street, and uh, his car's broken down. Anybody want to go down there and look?" So for some reason, in my mind, that was going to be the funniest thing in the world was to see Jay Leno with one of those uh, roadsters or a jalopy, uh, some kind of uh, Archie comics car that he's trying to fix. But I said, "I'll go down there with you." So I walked down there with you and, and, and with her, and she starts talking about, do you like Leno? I go, no, I, I don't like him, really. I make fun of him in my act. And, oh, you make fun of him? Why do you make fun Because I think he's a... We go to the part where Leno's there. He's across the street, right? And she goes, would you like to go closer? I go, yeah, I'll go closer. I realize halfway across the street, I've made a terrible mistake. She makes a beeline. She makes a beeline for Jay Leno, right? Mm-hmm. I, I walk past them as if I don't know either one of them. <laughs> And I walk to a place under the freeway where you, you'd have to be walking if your car was abandoned or something. <laughs> and she walks right up to the just, hey, is that guy over there? Uh, is Andy Kindler? He doesn't like your comedy. And so I hear, I hear him say out of the car, Andy Kindler, 
Andy Kilmer. <laughs> and he goes, yeah, that's the guy who hates me. Because he gets it because I was slamming him on stage. And he had, so I come back. I come back like sheepishly. He goes, yeah, 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 yeah. I said, well, uh, why? she says to me, why do you hate Leno? She, I just told her why I didn't like Leno. She goes, no, 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 no. And then Leno says, it's okay. It's okay to hate. It's okay to hate. <laughs> <laughs> so embarrassing. And then I walked, you know. But can you, there's no way to spin that story. You thought it would be a funny idea to walk near Jay Leno's car? Yeah. <laughs> and then, like, hiding out under a highway to not have to see well, him. Who would you? know that someone who's asked me, do you like Jay Leno? But then they, she would run right up to him. Because she had a friend on the show or something. So that was my most embarrassing. And I, I hosted a thing at the improv once. And uh, as, I was, as he came up behind me, he goes, it may it kills you to do it after he's introduced me, right? Yeah, it kills you. <laughs> <laughs> Did you do the impression when you introduced him? No, but my brother, who's <laughs> a troublemaker, uh, he's walked up to Bill Maher, and he's walked up to Leno, and he goes, uh, my brother makes fun of you in his act or something. <laughs> and uh, so Leno was actually good was actually a good nature about it. He took a picture with my brother and everything. And then my brother went up to uh, Bill Maher. Uh, my, my brother's like an investment banker, so he, yeah. he was at some – resort in Hawaii where Bill Maher was doing his New Year's Eve show and he went up to uh, Bill Maher and said that I made fun of him and then Bill Maher goes, yeah, look where you look where he ended up. Like he's slamming me in my <laughs> Yeah, look yeah, look how good I'm doing. Look how good he's doing. That kind of a thing. That's so New funny. Year's Eve. You know what? I've been doing this deep dive. It's funny, Simon, your background's at the improv because, or you're actually at the improv. I've been, yeah. so one of the weird things I've gotten into during quarantine is I've been watching these, and I don't know if you know this is available, Andy, they're called An Evening at the Improv. I was on two of them. Yeah, and I watched a bunch of the old episodes, and it's like, you're great. I mean, your comedy is like... Are you kidding me? You watched me on Evening at the Improv? I did. I did. I feel like I'm going to go to hide under a highway after this because I'm so embarrassed, but I... Uh, no, yeah, it was... Like, it's so crazy because some of those, like... I think I missed. They're not as up. good jokes. There's not as great. There's not as good. I almost said they're not as great jokes as I right <laughs> I think we can all agree I'm America's foremost sardonic, sarcastic <laughs> observes. I'm an observes. I'm an observster. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I mean, I thought they were. It is interesting that you can tell the people that like some of it really holds up and some of it does not at all. Like, are you slamming my evening at the improv set now no, and telling me that it doesn't stand up? What no, kind of yours a podcast? Ju- I feel like yours does. What kind does. of a podcast is this? <laughs> I'd like oh, to separate you myself to, right hey, now. You had, oh, you're so you were referring to my Ellen. I used to do a joke about Ellen. That's not even what you were referring to. <laughs> I used to do this joke where, and you will not get this joke. So put yourself in a position where, where, you, where you know you're not going to get the joke so mm-hmm. I can see how you react at the okay. end. All right. Ellen, Ellen DeGeneres has watched a lot of, of Lucy. Unfortunately, she's watched Here's Lucy. <laughs> nothing? Nothing? I don't know. You're trying. You're I'm trying. trying. Later on in, in Lucy's career, her last show was called Here's Lucy. Oh, which right. Which was just her, and she would call Vivian Vance by her name. Hey, whoa, Viv. Hey, Viv. Let's go down into the bank. And uh, so, and it wasn't very funny. So for people who know the two shows, oh, that show killed. And I did offer a million dollars for footage of Whoopi Goldberg being funny. <laughs> so, 
That's why I thought that, that maybe I did the Ellen joke, but I don't think I would have done the Ellen joke. No, you did. I, I, I watched it. You did some, some drought humor on the one that I watched. <laughs> <laughs> you had some jokes like, about the rain. Like, you, guys well, should, you, you guys should do this. You should go back in Mystery Science Theater 3000. I mean, I actually shows. thought, but it's, it's crazy. It's also interesting to see who's still around, like who's still performing regularly. and who's I am still, so glad like, I'm still around. Like, I can't tell you. Well, you know, like Rosie, Rosie was on there and her sets were usually pretty good. Like I thought she was pretty funny on that show. And like there's Adam Sandler when he's really young and it's like, he's actually very timid on stage. And that used to be his persona, which I actually liked. I liked yeah. him better as a, you know, I had a falling out with him and he was really good friends with Judd and I was really good friends with Judd and I started slamming uh, Adam on stage, which was probably not a good idea. But I was like so disappointed by the, uh, because I thought he was such a great stand-up that yeah. I was so disappointed by the the uh, by those movies were you know like I went out for one of his movies. It's a whole long story, but so I slammed the movie from the stage and and who's in the audience? Alan Covert. <laughs> and Alan Covert came up after the show. I can't believe you're talking about Adam Sandler on stage like that. And he was in my face. That was gonna punch me out. I started taking Taekwondo two weeks later. Wow. <laughs> it's true. It's a totally true story. That's crazy. It's not a good anecdote. It's not, it's not one that you don't see on the old Tonight Show, but it's a true ca- story of me feeling like a coward and uh, Alan Covert feeling like he has to defend the legacy of Adam Sandler movies. That's yeah. amazing. Did you, you guys, I met you guys grew up loving Adam Sandler movies. Well, I mean. Some of them. Yes. Yes. I was a big Spanglish guy. Yeah. <laughs> later he was the james brooks one right that uh <laughs> yeah. yeah 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 he came in at punch drunk love that <laughs> yeah that was right, which was not one. even hit which was the only which was his attempt to go serious yeah yeah, yeah. for me he, i was he anderson I, I mean i was you know i was like a, a kid when you know happy gilmore and mm-hmm. uh Billy that was Patterson. right so you loved that yeah as a kid and then and then i do remember you know trying to like show my parents and be like, this is the funniest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> and they're just like, this is so bad. You're, we're worried about, we're worried about our son now. Yeah. About well, I had the, I, yeah, I had the Adam Sandler album, you know, when I was a kid. The, was that his early standup? Or was it like st- him, the Hanukkah song? Yeah. Like, I think that was the, the, the music one right yeah it was the music one i didn't have a stand-up album but it was well, like, I, love yeah, the, like, I love the hanukkah song i mean i love the hanukkah song i love his early stand-up but when he got into yeah. this but that shy thing was so different from the misogynist yeah. uh party guy yeah. yeah well and that was also i mean you know this is like a a memory but um you know i think that that was an snl sketch i don't know if you remember the the, the wedding that that the oh what are we talking about the, it was uh, the beer. It was the beer that's just for gay guys. <laughs> what, what, which are we talking about? Which which sketch? Which it was, sketch? It was, it's like a fake commer. It's like a commercial, right? For, right. For I think I think the beer is called Schlitz Gay. Or oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> I, I am a gay man, and I feel like I ha- I don't remember this, and I have to go watch it immediately, and I'm probably <laughs> going to find it very funny. Yeah, and it's like uh, it's like Chris Farley, Adam Sandler, and that's kind of like his first, like what I thought, like his bro, you know, character. But the but the turn was that all these like bros are actually gay men, and they're just right. like, you know, the the they pull down the sunglasses, just like whoa, they're all at a pool party, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, don't you get this? Don't you get that there's a 
Well, did they make, did, were there a lot of homophobic jokes in his early movies? Oh, yeah. I mean, I, uh, I honestly I don't remember. They don't stand out to me, but I'm, like but I think I think SNL and that that humor back in the 90s and early 2000s was the whole premise of a sketch was like, how hilariously crazy is it if two men kissed? Well, you that know? was like Alec Baldwin with him as Canteen Boy, too, right? Yeah. yeah. Yes. But that way. But, you know, the thing is, I liked the opera man. I liked because I thought that it was just ridiculous. It was yeah. really when he when he left there and went off into the do like a, a series. But, you know, this is all a story about me. About my career, and uh, I mean, I've learned all the stuff through therapy. I've learned what I did was like, uh, well, the, one of the main lessons I've learned through therapy is that when you're arguing with so- someone on Twitter, like I have OCD, so if you have OCD, Twitter social networking can be the worst. And what yeah. I learned was I'm arguing with someone because I, I really am anti. Uh, people who hate people based on their religion. Like, I don't like Islamophobic people and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I think it's fine to be, uh, I mean, I'm sorry to make an edgy comment, but if you want to be a Muslim, I'm cool with it. So <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, fellas. So I would get online and I start to argue with people and I realized through therapy that somewhere in the, the discussion, it turned into an argument with my father, who was not a, a, a conservative guy, but he was a very brilliant guy. Mm. And and he made me feel stupid. He didn't say you're stupid, and he was my hero, kind of. Yeah. The net result oh. was I felt stupid from arguing with him. And then oh. when you realize, oh, you're not arguing. You're not arguing about uh, Islamophobia. You're trying to win this argument with your father again. That really changed uh, my my online experience. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. I feel like I have. I've taken medicine, medication for OCD in the past, also. So uh, and I I'm, take Adderall. Do you take Adderall? Well, see, yeah. I feel like no, 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 no. Sorry, I take Prozac. I Prozac. take Prozac for for the is uh for the is SSRI for the OCD. But I have OCD and ADD together, which isn't unusual. Yeah, they and you talk about it in the album that you have ADD or that. Oh, and, what? and I never had talked about, and then that's way before. I think I was on Adderall then. I went on Adderall. <laughs> I went on Adderall when I was age fifty, which was last year. Hello. <laughs> How could I have started Adderall six months ago in the past? <laughs> yeah. So uh, Adderall saved my life. And did then, you? Uh, I mean, I wonder. Prozac like, even, saved my life. Even this time during the quarantine, I'm like, I sometimes I just I'm like, I want to like I have all these things I want to do, but it seems like impossible to get them done. And I'm like, am I being one of those people that's like, I need to be on. ADD medication, or do I actually need to be on ADD? That's the confusing part of it, and that's really in a sad way, and not to turn this into a mental health uh, a thon, uh, <laughs> but give them out the numbers so people can call. The yep. People were scared they were over-prescribed, and they were not. They did a long-term mm-hmm. study, and a lot of parents were keeping their kids from having uh, Adderall and stuff because they were afraid they'd get addicted to drugs. The truth is, if you were in college, everybody I know or wherever you went to school or high school, everybody took these things. Yeah, they yeah. do work. They do yeah. work whether you have ADD or not. Yeah. Uh, but I'm just saying, keep your use on the DL so that no legislation, they don't stop Mr. Daddy from getting his <laughs> sweet uppy pills. <laughs> uppy pills. Daddy needs to go bark, bark, bark. <laughs> Did you feel like when you were writing, do you like has it helped you? Has it changed your comedy? Has it helped you write? Or well, here's the problem with everything is that uh, I, I enjoy pot 
And I don't want to just say I enjoy pot. I'm smoking through my toes. <laughs> right now. I've smoked pot. I've smoked pot my whole life. Sometimes pot is very, very good for me. And sometimes I use it to run away from things. So uh, the same thing can be true of Adderall, except I, my body needed it so much that I used to go on airplanes and I would get like horrible stomach aches. I couldn't feel, I thought there's something wrong with my stomach. So the day I took Adderall, I'd go on the airline. No longer was my mind bouncing all over the plane mm-hmm. and I would just calm down. So it really has changed my life. And that's why I'm a spokesman for a- a- Andy's Adderall. <laughs> you need that. <laughs> hey, I put... I put a little caffeine in there. I hope yeah. you enjoy it. I stuck some Excedrin in there. Yeah. Have a nice day. Well, this is a... I'm sorry. This is well, a that was a weird podcast. character there. <laughs> and the Adderall. Have a nice day. You can't take just one. <laughs> oh, but, you know, to be absolutely honest, though, if I've been on... Uh, and I don't care. What, I mean, this should be a thing that links to an Adderall uh, website. But I take will. 10, will. 10 milligram... Adderall up to three times a day. And I've been on that for like many years. So I haven't had to go over, but absolutely it can give you a jittery thing if you, you know what I mean? If you do it, you know, you do it too late in the day or all that kind of thing, but call me offline. Somebody. Yeah. We'll talk about it offline. I'd love to hear about it. Well, thanks for sharing that. Do you have any, so this is a roommates podcast. Do you have any interesting stories about, you've had an illustrious career in comedy, any interesting roommate comedy uh, uh, stories? I have two. I have one really embarrassing story that I have never told before. This is just a, it's a quick one. Well, let me tell the funnier one first. Okay. I, I work when I moved to LA, I lived in the Oakwood, not in 1978, but I, I, I drove out cross country with my girlfriend mm-hmm. and she, uh, and she didn't like me that much. And, then, <laughs> and I drove cross and I drove cross country with her. I think I knew she didn't like me that much even before the trip. But <laughs> uh, so that was a, a, a whole thing. And then as soon as we got out here, because I went to school upstate New York, I came to LA. As soon as I got out here, she immediately went back to New York. Mm. But before, but she, we had taken a room, we were taking a room at the Oakwood Garden Apartments. And they're kind of famous for being like uh, transient type mm-hmm. yeah. uh, places for people. But back then, there wasn't even like, there were no show business hopeful staying there. You know, yeah. so, uh, so, um, <laughs> Uh, what happened is this guy was a, he was, we moved in, my girlfriend and I moved in with this other guy who was the weirdest guy in the world. And he just, we could tell before we moved in. Anyway, what happened was he knew I smoked pot, but then he started to get increasingly upset over how much pot I was smoking. And he Mm -hmm. said, what are you smoking like a lid a month? So I don't know where he got his, (laughs) I don't know where he got his pot thing. And then he would, he had this German wine. He was like, I want you to know you can share anything that's in the refrigerator as long as you. And so everything became a nightmare. What we shared in the refrigerator, how much oh, yeah. pot I was smoking. My girlfriend hated me. And eventually she, uh, she moved out. And so that was and the, but so the other thing embarrassing that happened was I was uh, met a guy who used to be in the ABA, the American basketball association. Mm-hmm. Which was, uh, and he, uh, uh, we used to play around the condo. I got to be friends with him and I got to be friends with this other couple it turns out he stole my pot from my condo and I was so young at the time, like an idiot. I went to the people who were actually nice people. I go, did you take my pot? So I destroyed that <laughs> relationship <laughs> to, to cause the guy from the ABA wouldn't steal my pot. He's a professional basketball player. Right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, 
destroy any fledgling budding relationship with these two nice people. <laughs> you said yeah. to me, no, Andy, we did not steal your pot. <laughs> Are you in the habit of accusing your <laughs> newly found friend? No, 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 no. I'm just asking, you know. Okay, you say you didn't. Cool. <laughs> I mean, you got to save those, uh, you know, important relationships with the ABA because they're thriving, you know? (laughs) It's so amazing that this guy was such an operator. You know, he was a very nice guy and he was a great ball player, but he was obviously uh, a manipulator. And so I went by the fact that he was nice to me and I couldn't remember the time he saw me take the pot out of my drawer in the condo. He saw me take it out. And I went to the other couple. Everybody, the 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 universe, Columbo called me even. Columbo <laughs> called me and said, eh, eh, one more thing, it's the other guy. One more thing. How was that for my <laughs> classy? You, you know what? You may have to start learning how to edit. <laughs> no way. No way. I won't let him. I won't let him. <laughs> oh, the kids great. will love you. Say, say the kid, you, know, you, you probably are trying to go for an older demographic now, right? Because I, I scored very well with the uh, 70 to 85 people who watched Murder, <laughs> She Wrote. Well, well, our whole philosophy is that everybody has roommates later in life these days. And uh, it's uh, whether That's from true. the cradle to the nursing home, we all have roommates. So. Well, yeah. Uh, yeah. And so believe me, I never will forget uh, I also spell a lot of words with a Y. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, that's the way I call light beer. I call L Y. We want to light. make it almost impossible for anybody to find us. So that was our. That was, well, yeah. that's uh, comedy with a K and uh, <laughs> life with a Y. <laughs> that picture is so hilarious to me. That could be. That is the best background oh, of you. all time. Because yeah. it really does look like two pe- two of you, you don't know that you guys, but two people are just enjoying the hell out of this yeah. podcast. <laughs> they're, they're laughing. They're having a good yeah, time. Maniacally. You don't, remember, you don't remember what you were laughing at, do you? I love that picture because it's, I don't even, I, we were doing like a flash, like we'd set up the tripod in our living room and I don't even remember what we were laughing at. How long have you been doing the podcast for? Uh, over, over about a year. Over a year. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Is it as popular as Thought Spiral? I hate to plug mine again. <laughs> no, yeah, and I didn't say it. Is my face looming? It. Josh Elvis Weinstein's my co-host, and yeah. his name is Josh Elvis Weinstein because his name is Josh Weinstein, and there are other Josh Weinsteins. Yeah. Josh. So that's who he is. He used to be a Mystery Science Theater 3000. And, oh, great. And, great. Uh, and uh, so that's that. And I've got to tell you, man, I, as you guys know, that's where the money is of these podcasts. Oh, sweet do re me, baby. Yeah. I had no idea. I guess we got into it at the right time. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the market is not flooded whatsoever. Right. People don't have enough choices. They don't have enough uh, white Jews. Well, no, they do have enough white Jews. But white people in general. But uh, no, no, we haven't. But we love doing it, though. I mean, it's the hard. Did you guys find it? Like, I found it really, really hard to do when we first did it. Uh, yeah, so with, oh. with somebody, you know, even though you without somebody, like I would kill myself after a week. Yeah, I mean, I think, I, I mean, I think it's just kind of hard to start something. Period. You know, it's just like I, I know we, you know, him and I had talked about this for a long time, uh, doing it, and you know, it's kind of, you know, it's kind of more of like, 
you know, the roommate is the almost the new American dream. You know, it's like, <laughs> you know. Yeah. You should I, have a magazine. I'm telling you, a magazine. Roommates magazine. Roommates <laughs> magazine would be so great. We're month. on every cover. I love yeah. that. Yeah. It's the new Oprah. Did your roommate use some of your milk, but you can't prove it? Roommates. What do you, yeah. And then uh, there's a picture of the new Universal Remote. They just came out <laughs> on the cover. <laughs> this one really does eliminate the need for all other remotes. <laughs> well, how long, how long have you guys uh, been doing your podcast? We found out that we've been doing it now for three years. We call everything a test show. So yeah. we did test show 156. It's three years. Yeah, which I shouldn't, I shouldn't be like we're rookies, but I yeah. still feel like it's a new thing. Well, especially if you do stand-up. It's a different yeah. skill. It, it yeah. has helped me. Uh, I'm saying it like I'm uh, one of those people that goes, I like doing it because I use a different muscle. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> it exercises. It's like why I do uh, um, improv at home with my wife. I just say, honey. <laughs> If you could just yes and everything I say all day, I think we'll have a much funnier day. <laughs> yes, and also outside the house, we should do that. <laughs> yes, and no, you can never not improv. You know, yeah. you can't. And you're, yes, you're correct. And uh, you can never not improv. I always yeah. say. I say it twice because it's a, it's a dementia sketch. <laughs> well, yes, that is correct. And look at this. Yeah. Oh my God! Someone help me! I have giant fists and a fake bookcase <laughs> oh no i do love the idea that you put up a background of just like a, of a bookcase that's got oh you want it you want it with the mirror instead sure oh. i could do that is that better yeah. oh, you want the mirror mirror or den which one you want <laughs> i like den i like i den like the best you look like a learned man like uh like you got stuff to do i, I for you know because i have no like i'm sure you guys are i, I think we're similar people because i can tell that we're both People, I think people do stand up with people who don't like to really do anything, and it's hard to do. Uh, 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 you know, so I thought it'd be funny to put uh, my like my own version of mind comp in there, you know? <laughs> and then just pull it out. Let me wait a second. Hold on a second. But that would require a whole art department. Yeah, I love. Did you? There was a New York Times article that was like snooping on celebrities and the books they had in the background. And oh, I, I haven't seen it, but I have. That is all like that gets me through half the day. Yeah, is, is trying to read the books in the background of yeah. the people. <laughs> well, dream. I guess I mean that's a good good question because you know we're all we're all stand up comedians. How are you dealing with not doing stand up? Well, you know, after the first week where I got to do all my jokes that uh, about not being popular, I was able to ramp those up. <laughs> you know, like I was already do because I used to do a. Uh, half a house tour. That was my uh, the bit that I would do. I refuse to sell more than half the tickets to every show. Uh, do, do, do you hate at a Kevin Hart concert when people are spitting down your neck? Well, you never have to worry at an Andy Kinley. So I was doing that whole bit before this happened. So, yeah. and my motto was uh, Andy Kinley's half a house tour. Thirty people can't be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so it hasn't affected me at all in that way. I did call uh and i i I actually like this Mm -hmm. that we were forced to do i actually do like this is going to be very hard to coax me out of my house to do uh to go (laughs) visit anyone after this is over yeah because some of the things like that you guys can see me and i don't think we 
I don't know what we lose. I mean, when you're all together, obviously when we're all able to be together, we're going to understand what we missed. But it makes me do feel like a lot of businesses will change. And, mm-hmm. and, and I feel like we are uh, lucky because we're in comedy, so we can do this remotely. And yeah. then it's also made me think it's time to do Cameo. Cameo! <laughs> yeah. Do you guys do Cameo? No, I'm not, not on there yet. But that's something you can do. From I, yeah. I, mean, I haven't done it either. But uh, where uh, can I go anywhere? No. What, how else can I, I make money I feel like you're, you're kind of famous. I definitely am not famous. And I don't – how – you can don't you have to be kind of popular in the zeitgeist to be able to well like i think i think you're right in the sense i just wanted you to you know I, earlier i said can you lead me into this <laughs> it would be so yeah. great that's a famous comedian me, Andy. Yeah. Uh, oh, how can people that. get well, a hold of your cameo <laughs> yeah. well what you're saying is not wrong when you've been on a show like, <laughs> you've been on a show like everybody loves raymond <laughs> people and when you still using the credit of being working on the Daily Show 30, 30, 50 years after they fired you. Well, then I think you can imagine that you have <laughs> name recognition. <laughs> yeah. So I do think people are like, oh, that's the guy from Empire Loves Raymond. That's the guy from, that's yeah. what I'm hoping because I'm broke. Is what I tell you, <laughs> I'm broke. I need that uh, cameo money. Damn it. Cameo cash. Well, also, also, I've been doing stamp for so uh, long that uh, I'm not. I don't have to work that muscle all the time. Right. It's like, and I, I do miss it when I don't do it. Do you, I, I mean, don't I feel, feel like, like I miss, there's like some pheromones or like some endorphins that pheromones, oh. right? Endorphins that are released. And I'm like, Oh, I, like it was a little bit of an, this is the longest I've gone in about 10 years without being on stage. Well, when was the last time you guys went up? I mean, I would like, I literally the weekend it was for me, it was like, it was like March 14th. It was like the day before everything kind of shut. It, and it changed so fast. It was like yeah. within one week, people were like, well, maybe I can go over to the, nope, nope, nobody's going to do anything. Yeah. yeah, it's really, really, I think the thing that we we do is like one of those fields where in the in, people need like podcasts, so that part's good. Yeah. But then eventually uh, we're going to have to, you know, you can't, I, as performers, I just can't imagine it being tenable we go to these places that are where who can afford to have, I mean, when they bring me in, they already know they're going to have to have a staggered seating arrangement. <laughs> but, <laughs> but who can go on with that? An Andy Kindler show, always room for your purse. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. For this. Yes. Yeah, like ladies night every Wednesday. <laughs> ladies get to put, you get to put your item of clothing on the empty seat. <laughs> Ladies handbook night, yeah. But uh, so I think I don't know. I, I think it's gonna. I mean, I hate to be the bearer of Trump news, which is so horrible. But I think it, will, it might be that we do need some kind of a vaccine or some kind of something that really helps it, yeah. so that you don't feel like you're gonna have. You know, I don't need ten days <laughs> emergency. I see. You don't want to see me after five minutes on a ventilator. I'm not a hero. You're not going to see one of those things where I'm going to ventilate. Yeah. 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 I'm going to ask for poison medicine the first day. Yeah. <laughs> can, can I get a glass of Clorox, please? Yes, please. How does it help that you guys are pouring, pumping air into me? I don't get it. Let me out. <laughs> but no, but for someone my age, I'm not getting it. And I've done a good job of not getting it. Mm-hmm. So I think it's like, it's like it's going to be hard to convince. I don't really know. How caught, but it can't be that this is the end of everything. 
But yeah. if it is, I just want you guys to know, if it all ends today, this was my favorite podcast. Oh, hey, uh, nice and you say. guys, if I have to go out, <laughs> I'd rather go out with you guys. Well, that's, uh, I feel like that's a, that's a great segue to our final segment, which is called, shall we do the second uh, segment? Confrontation. Confrontation. It's a confrontation. I'm pissed. I hate you. <laughs> it sounds like so song. much better when we're live, but we do what we can, you know? Yeah. Yeah, we figured it out. Uh, oh, I, so like it. Oh, I see it. I see the timing because you couldn't use the click track like you normally do. Yeah, we yeah. use And again, girl. not taking girl. a class. Is, so click tra- is click track a, a, a modern reference? Click track? Yeah. I don't absolutely. think so. I'm sure. <laughs> A click track is in the old days in the studio. The musicians would hear like a metronome go in there. Oh, ears. right, right, right. So, like, if you guys had a metronome in your ears, you'd know. Oh, we could have like, done it. That's exactly what we need. Right. That's what we, we got need. It. I've been telling him for months. <laughs> <laughs> for months. He won't listen. He won't. You don't listen. Hey. So, uh, MK, do you want to go first? What's yeah, I'm going to confront uh, my confrontation today, of course. I don't know. You know that I've been kind of bored during the core, but I am calling out. This Rubik's Cube that I cannot seem to finish, I had one side done at one point, and then I tried to keep going, and I wasn't able to get any farther on it. And (laughs) all I've been able to do is get one side done, and I hate it, and it's reminding me that I'm dumb. But I don't want to look up a video to figure out how to finish it because that feels like cheating and... Is Is it that easy to learn from a video? If it's that easy to learn from a video, I don't want to do it. Uh, yeah. yeah, exactly. It it kills the fun. But I think there is like, a, it's like a pattern. Like once you kind of figure out the pattern, uh. but it's a pretty complex pattern and I think you can actually do it. But for my ADD, OCD, whatever, it's been a lot of fun. I just wish it was moving faster. Do you find that helps? So that would drive me crazy. I, would, I like the... I like. I thought maybe the fidget spinners would be my. Well, I could like I could obsess over it for hours, and then I had to like set it down, and I couldn't look at it for days. Uh, oh, I would get bored. See, I have the kind of OCD that gets I get bored. Bored. Yeah. It would be so bored with that. Yeah, I've never. I've never. I would never try. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Call it OCD. Call it whatever you want. I'm not touching uh, that thing. I'm gonna keep working on it. I forgive it. I'm letting it go. I'm saging it. Yeah. Why does it look so weird? Is it because of the green screen? It's the green screen. I think it's the green screen, but it, it is looks like, like a rhombus. But it's actually it's, shaped. Yeah, it's shaped oh, more ergonomically, so it's easier to. That's. I always thought, why can't they go more rhombus with that? You know what I'm saying? I bet that would fly up the shelves if it didn't add to rheumatoid arthritis. Yeah. <laughs> you can kind of see it's like curved a little yeah, bit. Yeah, the Rubik's rhombus. No wonder why they're still flying off the shelves, you know what I mean? <laughs> With all these new improvements. Yeah. How do you, I heard they have, a, they have an espresso machine. How <laughs> do we reinvent the Rubik's Cube? What are we going to do here? We got who, need, who needs Call of Duty when you have a Rubik's Cube? Right? <laughs> yeah. Well, that's actually more my generation uh, because that would be more... Did you ever play with the Rubik's Cube? I played with terrible toys. We had Silly Putty. No, Silly Putty was the best of the toys. But a lot Silly of them, like Blinky yeah. and all those things, they're, they're good for five minutes. I had electric football where the two players would vibrate on a board. Oh, yeah. Oh. That's fun. I will say, okay, I, I, I'm going to save that confrontation, but I will say toys are, yeah, they used to be a lot better. Um, so my confrontation 
uh, as you all know, uh, I have been uh, learning how to read in quarantine. And uh, so I've been, you know, reading some books and I am happy to announce I, I have this has been my confrontation the last seven shows in a row, but I finally finished it. And that is uh, Jurassic Park, the book. Get out of here. <laughs> I swear to God. And let me, I finished it yesterday. And let me tell you, this book could not be more different from the movie. <laughs> it's insane. And it's, it's, it's brutal. It's terrifying. Um, Which came kids, first? What's that? Which came first? The book. The book. It was, a, a you know, Michael Crichton. That oh, right? that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it was a book, yeah, like 1988, he wrote this book, you know, it was, it was like a worldwide phenomena, which is why they made the movie so fast off of it. Uh, but the whole ending is different. The The character, there's like main characters that are not even in it. But my confrontation is to Hollywood, it, not the improv, love you, but Hollywood, <laughs> <laughs> love you, babe. Um <laughs> But I think that they should, I know, you know, they keep making these movies, but they should reboot the franchise as a solid R-rated terror fest because that book is brutal, and I think we all want to see it. Hollywood, if you ever come back, let's make that movie. Wow. <laughs> Thank you. Wow, well, thanks. I like the way you wait. You Simon's wink. running for president of Hollywood now. Well, he winked. That wink was fantastic. <laughs> Thank you. With, yeah. You stick with me. We'll make this thing <laughs> <Yeah>. happen. <laughs> We're out of did they have, Okay. Did, did they have that scene where, uh, which I think maybe is the worst scene I've ever seen in a movie, is yeah. uh, the uh, lawyer gets blown up in the bathroom or something? That is, let me tell you something, that that character is a hybrid of two characters in the book. So the, uh. so the lawyer, the lawyer in the book is, all, is like this kind of like uh, stocky, sort of like buff, kind of like grizzled, sort of like a, like a lawyer, you'd be like, hey, you don't, you don't talk to me like that, you shut up, you know? Yeah, I don't play by the rules. Yeah, and and then and then the the other character who they kind of make the lawyer turn into is this public relations guy who's this real kind of slime ball coward, and he's the one that runs away from the kids. But that that scene doesn't happen at all. The bathroom scene. There is a second Tyrannosaurus in the book. <laughs> I've been hearing it. about this for like eight weeks now. So I, know. I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> it's a juvenile Tyrannosaurus, so it's like a like an eight, nine foot, uh, you know, like two, three year old Tyrannosaurus, and that's what kills uh, that guy. But yeah, that scene's not in the book at all. There's so much other. It's it's kind of. I mean, now that I've read the book, if I would have like been a fan of the book and then saw the movie, I would have been pissed. I'd have been yeah. pissed. The movie, I think, I, maybe I was an adult when I saw it, so I did. You know, I could, uh, to me, it's like this really is garbage. This is, <laughs> this is, this is terrible, terrible garbage. Yeah. Who Can't played the lawyer? Five more of them. <laughs> I know who played the lawyer. Jeff Goldblum played somebody, but that wasn't yeah. who played the. You know, who played that lawyer or was that a small ensign ensign Jones on Star Trek part? Yeah, I think he was. He was definitely a character actor from from that time in the nineties, and I saw him in a few other stuff. And Newman was in it too. Newman's the bad guy, right? Uh, yeah, Newman was in it. Yeah, he's as hard. He's a Tyrannosaurus Rex. Yeah, Newman, <laughs> Newman was the. They made his arms tiny. real tiny. Or the, the dinosaurs are not the bad 
guys. We're the bad guys for using science (laughs) for evil. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Simon, are you going to forgive? Are you going to? You know what? I can finally forgive it. Yes. Yes, I can. And is this going to be the end of your Jurassic Park confrontation? Absolutely not. Absolutely. (laughs) What do you call? You're calling it Jurassic? Jurassic. Am I? No, someone's ju- calling it Jurassic, and I thought you were doing it as a uh, as a as a put down of the movie, which I like, like Jurassic <laughs> Plastic. <laughs> oh yeah, I wish I was smart enough to be doing that. Yeah, but I, I definitely I just don't know how to. Speak. I do love wordplay, and I didn't even think of that. So. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you love wordplay. Well, my thing is going to be uh, my yeah, complaint. Andy, what are you confronting? What's your confrontation? Okay, well, first of all, I do. I want to do my reinvent the wheel joke. <laughs> they say you can't re- reinvent the wheel. But does it have to be so round? <laughs> I mean, come on, let's mix it up. Make it more rhombus shape. Add a wet bar for crying out loud. Let's get this party started. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so I'm, uh, this is, I never thought as a comedian that I would be the type of comedian who only was obsessed with how bad commercials are. Because <laughs> I realize it's not the most clever area, but I can't stop hating these uh, commercials. And the one I cannot stand is that anytime there's a car now, we have to be subjected to the most horrible, treacly, cliche ridden song where we're going to have freedom. I want to have the freedom. And then, so you have to buy that. Having a new car means you like terrible music. And Mm -hmm. then, so I hate them all. Every car commercial has the literally the worst. (laughs) Must be like a a, a strategy, but the worst piece. And they almost always sound like fake alternative types of songs. Yeah. You know. And I was gonna say sunlight. That one goes. I have to (laughs) let go. I I let go only till I don't catch on. I let go. Okay. So that's bad. Then the other thing is this limo the emu limo limo the emu. Limu the emu for yeah. uh, this. It, I don't blame that guy, but now I do blame him because he's the guy I see every goddamn day. Those are the worst commercials. <laughs> no one is going to buy insurance because a guy talks with his mouth open and and pretends and that the emo emu is a. Per, they, they they don't even do the B story, which should be the A story. It should be the emu, right? What do we care about Doug for? He's horrible. He's like, I want you to save you and save and turn the thing. And so then- your, your confrontation is the emu, lemu the emu. <laughs> yeah, because the emu, it's not, first of all, what's the joke? He has an emu for a partner? That got, green, that got greenlit? They wouldn't do my... My uh, Andy Kindler uh, yells at people in a factory, but they would do a, a, like a bird is his friend. <laughs> sorry, sorry, progressive. Not hap- it's not happening for me. I don't know if it is. Maybe it's Geico. I don't know. <laughs> I just sounds like you guys haven't seen it. So that's what you do. No, you I have. I I like. Okay, so <laughs> I have been watching more TV with commercials, and yeah. they play that goddamn emu every other commercial now and there's oh. like and there's like eight parts it's like right. a, it's like a series now he gets the key to the city at one point yes you know yeah. and uh uh i was gonna say one more thing the uh oh uh the other one where the world is falling apart 
we're going to probably die. Do we really need to be scared about mayhem, Tina Fey? <laughs> and uh, do we need to be reminded that there's mayhem in the world right now? I mean, what, take it off the goddamn air. No one's buying insurance. They're not buying a car. They're not hoping to hang out with Tina Fey. They're not, they don't want to look for a – what's it called when you, when you make yourself a – is it trans – misanthropic? No, what is it called when you make your uh, – I'm, I'm not a person now. I'm a mayhem. It's like a, that's not anthropomorphizing. What's it when you look like an animal that's like? Um, it's anthropomorphizing. Yeah, 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 yeah. But this is just—I call this bad <laughs> <laughs> because the guy's mayhem. He's mayhem. Yeah. I don't know who that guy is. I don't blame him, but I do. And then Tina Fey. <laughs> Tina Fey. What, ha- what happened, Tina Fey? What'd you do with the money? <laughs> you had. You've made 40, 50, 60 horrible movies, Tina Fey. You can't, and you didn't do the movie. If you didn't do those horrible movies for the money, then I don't know what you're doing, all right? And you, you listen to me, because I'm in my goddamn uh, apartment in front of my cl- uh, sliding class door closet. <laughs> listen to me, Tina Fey. Why don't you take a break for, for a while? It's cool. <laughs> Yeah, it's a, such a thing called o- overexposure. And yeah. it's not based on the fact that no one would ask me to do it. <laughs> <laughs> I want money too. Come yeah. on. Yeah, we all like money. But <laughs> would you do that commercial if you didn't need to? Uh, to me, it's like that's when you don't do horrible commercials. You know, it's like I, I don't mind commercials, and I think they could be fine. But what's the point? What is Tina Fey's point there? I mean, she must be losing her money, right? Or is it just you got to you got to collect it up and stock it up, and you put it in a closet with a thing, and you well, invest it in gold? Maybe I don't know. It's crazy. Somebody told me once you make your first million, all you want is the next million. Well, then I won't have to worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and also, she's rich enough to buy at least me and Simon. I would assume Andy for anything she wanted, probably. That's right. I don't know. It's just probably a stupid comment, but I just feel like it's like if you're funny and then you're seen doing things that are so horribly unfunny after a while. Yeah. Annoying. It wears off. Well, Andy, are you you (laughs) going to... Just like my humor. Yeah, Andy. I get what you're saying. I do love in your album where you're just like, this is a lull. And I planned for this lull. There is a lull. (laughs) Yeah, I was, was, you know, I haven't listened to that in years until they just released it. And I was very, I was very happy because I, because I remember after we edited it, I was like, this sounds good. And I was like, yeah, I don't care about anything except that it sounded like I was having a good time and enjoying myself. Yeah. So it's I was been, so glad it's out there. I mean, I would, I, you know, not to, you know, uh, but I would say what that album is, is my favorite kind of comedy where it's, you know, you're obviously, uh, incredible, but you're also in the moment too. Yeah, now, that makes me so I, happy because that's all I cared about, and I, and like, I wasn't trying them hard. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> which is well, I, I didn't force like, it. I feel like so many, so many stand-up specials, and you know, I hoped, you know, I think me and MK both hope to have, you know, one someday, an album or a special or something. But I, I always do feel like, you know, part of why I loved and do love stand up and wanted to do it is because of those things that happen in the moment. Right. That, right. They never happen again, you know? And so, you mm-hmm. know, just 
just to have an album where where that will happen or a special, you know, I, I yeah. that's my those are my favorite things. I mean, well, yeah, but to be able to capture that is yeah, like yeah. And hard. And capture it, yes, yeah, because you start thinking and you go, oh, maybe I'll do it more organized. I mean, that's yeah. what's uh, brilliant about the mic cord falling out at the beginning, and then you just have this, <laughs> you have this thing for the rest predict- of the hour. <laughs> and that also is a thing of like, and, and you know, not to talk about me for another 30, 40, 50 minutes, <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> You know, like if people are starting out comedy, you've been doing comedy, it's like I always try and like, not that they're asking me for advice, but like if you could only have, if you could have patience because something like that, I could have thought of all those things many, many years ago, but I wouldn't have had, I might've gotten freaked out about the mic coming out of the stand. Mm -hmm. So, you know, because I kind of give myself permission to say whatever I'm going to say, that was like an example where it all came together. And you know, and I kept saying about the people at home can't see the mic stand. People at home, I kept narrating the show for the people at home. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's so great. By the way, Mitch All Together is a great uh, CD. Mitch yeah. All Together. Mitch yeah. Hamburg is fun. Gone I'm sorry, did I bring you down? I'm sorry. <laughs> I had nothing to do with his uh, tragic end. <laughs> check out the album don't, don't don't read about the tragic end okay? <laughs> yeah not don't check out Mitch altogether I mean you can yeah. but <laughs> just the ending yeah, yeah. <laughs> well Andy this has been so much fun thank you for hopping on and doing this with us uh, this was really fun cool. you guys are great I really enjoyed this I can't believe I don't even know this show well I, there's so few podcasts out there how could I not <laughs> Yeah, there's familiar with it. Three or four comics only have podcasts. There's yeah. nobody well, else. I'm gonna I'm gonna check it out. And uh, why do I why do I feel the need to say I'm gonna check it out? Because I am gonna check it out. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank well, you. Well, you guys are entertaining. <laughs> do you are you in a different club every time? Every time, yeah. Yeah. So you never are you you guys are never together? Never, no. Not not during the we haven't been during the quarantine because Simon's out, he's still hitting the pavement even though uh you know, you got to put in the time, you know, that's and that's it. why I, I like my, my Josh, we do ours. He lives four blocks from me, but I'm not going, I'm not seeing anybody until after the no. quarantine. So we've been doing ours too. And I realized why ever go out to see him or anyone else? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Everything Thank should you. be done from home. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. Well, we're going to wrap it up. Be sure to check out Andy Kindler's album coming out, Hints to the Humor. Also, he has a podcast with Josh Elvis Weinstein called Thought Spiral. Be sure to check that out as well. Uh, thank you so much for being thank here. Thank you. This was really fun. Thank you. Hey, thank and you sign so me. MK. I love you. I love you too. Andy, we love you. Thanks for being I here. I love both of you guys. I love you. <laughs>